0: Hey friends, I love that you are here. Whether you have been listening to Still With You for a long time or this is your first time, welcome. I am a aspiring podcaster, aspiring creative. I am just a one girl show here behind the microphone and I would love to have your support. I say that bravely and honestly because I believe that this is a ministry that God is using to encourage others. The more friends, that we can link arms with and bring them to be encouraged by Jesus, the better. And one way you can do that is by sharing this podcast, whether that's through a text to a friend who might need a splash of encouragement or by simply leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or giving this podcast a follow on Spotify. Small steps are big support and I am so thankful for you taking a moment out of your day to listen to this podcast. Enjoy this episode. Hey friends, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so excited that you join me for another episode of the podcast. Before we move any further, I want to remind you of the beautiful music that you are listening to in the background. This is from our beloved friend, Lily Gray. You can find all of her music and ways to connect with her by visiting her website, lilygray.com, or you can find her on social media, Spotify, Apple Music. You'll love every single track that she has curated, including The song Lifted, which you are listening to right now. As I mentioned, I am so glad that you are here. Today I'm speaking with a new friend of mine, a fellow Florida girl, lifestyle blogger, Melise Rodriguez. I cannot wait for you to hear her story of moving outside of her comfort zone. So as a freshman new to college, she felt God making alterations in her life and inviting her closer into relationship with Him. Though she was uncertain of the changes within her new surrendered walk with Jesus, she continued to take brave steps alongside Him. And today, May Least inspires thousands of women every day to be bold, but make it fashion. Her heart for seeing others align their lives with Jesus while also feeling confident in their personal appearance go arm in arm. On this episode of Still With You, Maylise not only shares her testimony, but also some of her favorite style finds that are amazing and totally affordable. Seriously, you could buy them on a babysitter's budget. We also spend some time talking about the Enneagram, and Maylise sends out some major encouragement for all you Lady Eights out there. Consider this conversation a little virtual catch-up with some of your favorite girlfriends. I'm so thankful for this friend who can bounce from talking about white sneakers blazers galore to the most precious gifts that can only come from jesus i'm so excited for you to join us iced coffee is optional but always encouraged please welcome to still with you the bold beautiful wife mom lifestyle blogger sister friend melise rodriguez I wanna make sure that I'm saying your name correctly. Is it Melis? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, you got it right. Yes.
1: That is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, thank you. Is there
0: a story behind
1: that? I think not as cool of a story as people might <laughs> might expect. My parents, I think I think I haven't asked them about my name in a while, but what I remember is them telling me that they knew a girl in their church at the time named Elise or Elise or so, or there was some variation of it. And so they just kind of put their own spin on it okay. and named me Maylise. And I've never met anyone else with my name. I've
0: never met anyone else with my name either. And I honestly didn't know if it had any origins of being outside of the United States, ethnicity differences. I was just curious. I wanted to know. I, I
1: feel like most people, expect some really cool, you know, like it was my great grandma's name or whatever, but I'm like,
0: no, they just made it up. Hey, a cute name for a cute person like you, which we're going to get into because I want to hear how you got into blogging. What do you actually say when someone asks how you fill your days and how you're in this creative space? You know,
1: I very rarely lead with like a blogger, or whatever. Without getting, I guess, too heavy. I guess I just feel like mm-hmm. I haven't reached a level of success yeah. where I can lead with that. You know, so when somebody asks me what I do, I'm like, "Oh, I'm a mom. I have a part time job at a company here in town that I work in the mornings at." And then my husband will be like, "And she blogs, you know, and she look look at her Instagram." So he brags on me. I actually rarely mention it to people I've just met.
0: <laughs> I've talked to other people who kind of are musicians or do different things. And that's a reoccurring theme. They almost like devalue. But, it's yeah. like
1: almost devalue what we're doing. I, I totally get that. I do that too. Yes. At least
0: I know I'm not alone. I'm I'm happy about that. <laughs> When you do say what you love and you're passionate about, what's the reaction that you normally get? It's usually a positive
1: one. I know other bloggers have been met with kind of like, well, how do you make money from that? You know, almost like mm-hmm. a cynical response, but I've never gotten one of those. So that's always, you know, encouraging. I've always been met with like a positive response. I never really dive into it though, because I guess I'm just like bashful. It. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been met with a positive response or people think that that's really cool. And they might ask me, a little bit more about it.
0: Okay, well, I want to know the whole story. How did you kind of get into that creative lane, fashion, and do a little bit of writing alongside? And I love how you're also using it as a ministry as well. I officially launched my blog in October of 2017. This
1: is actually something that i had been wanting to do for years, and I'm kicking myself now. In hindsight, I'm like, you know, man, I wish I would have taken the plunge years before because I really do kind of think I got into it kind of late in the game in October 2017 I was like I'm just gonna go for it because I've been talking for years about how I wanted to do it quite honestly I was terrified it mm-hmm. is and you know you know this is along the same vein of having your own podcast it is terrifying to put yourself out there I kept getting down on myself in the sense of like why do people care what I have to say why, what makes yeah. me so special yeah. that I'm posting photos of myself wearing this outfit and, and writing blog posts not that what makes me so special because I know I'm special, you know. But (laughs) Yeah, you are, girl. I don't want to feel like, of course, everyone's chomping at the bit to hear what I have to say. Mm. I was just like, I have to put all of that aside and just go for it because this gut feeling of wanting to take this plunge has not gone away. And I'm telling you, years I bugged one of my friends. I'm like, I really want to do it. She said, go for it. And I'm like, no, I'm too scared. And that went on for Mm. years. And so I'm just like, I have to do it. I have to make this a business. And I jumped into it 100%. And here we are today. I mean, it's been really, really difficult. Yeah. A lot of work that I'm sure people don't fully realize, but I'm really happy I did it. There was obviously a reason that that was on my heart for so long. You know, my husband always brags. He's like, you know, I get to tell our kids that their mom went for her dreams and pursued it. Mm. So that makes me happy. So I had to not let the fear dictate anymore to keep me back from this. That's how it started. (laughs)
0: Is that the first time that you have struggled with something where you knew you were supposed to do it and you held back? Or have you always been where you'll usually go for it? Like, what made this one different?
1: think that that was probably the first time I'd struggled with like, I'm supposed to do this and I'm not doing it. Okay. That's what I can remember. And just mm-hmm. like a fighting back and forth. I don't want to, but I feel like I'm supposed to. There's a level of vulnerability of putting yourself out there. Yeah. So I think it was just all of those things that were keeping me.
0: And what you don't know is some of the friends that I've been speaking to have shared very similar stories of where they knew that God was calling them to do something mm-hmm. and they, with all their heart resisted. Yeah. And that That's where they found like the biggest breakthrough. I feel like it is the biggest gift to watch you be in your natural state of like sharing, being creative, you know. And also I love that you like involve your family along with what you do. I think that is such a joy to see. I think that is your biggest superpower that you went for it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You and I, we share the Sunshine State. So you're in Tallahassee, right?
1: Yes. I've lived here since as long as I can remember. I um, was born in Sarasota because that's where my dad's family is from. Like my grandparents, my cousins, aunts, uncles, they all live in, uh, most of them still live in Sarasota. When I was two, my parents moved me and themselves to Tallahassee to become campus ministers at Florida State.
0: Oh, cool. Wow.
1: Yes. They did that for like 20 plus years, I believe. Mm-hmm. And my dad is still a pastor, but he passed on the college ministry to somebody else. We moved here to do that and I never left. So I'm, we're still here. And I met my husband in town because he came here from South Florida. He's from Miami, came here to go to college, Florida State. We fell in love,
0: obviously. And he liked it here. He grew to love it here and we just stayed. Do you all still do ministry? Is that your, when you talk about your part time job, if you don't mind me. Asking like, what do you all do as well?
1: Well, my husband is a teacher at a local middle school, and I just work part time at a um, like a lobbyist group, basically. Oh, cool. So, no, we're not in ministry right now. But my dad is still a pastor at Mosaic Church here in town. Okay, so hence the budget-friendly fashion. So,
0: <laughs> I love that. I think you can never go wrong with a good steal. There's something in us that like always wants a good steal. I agree. I do not know how to do any kind of fashion on my own. I will steal so many of my friends' styles. <laughs> so when I see you who are putting things together on a budget, but also I know that you have like some core pieces that you have probably spent a little bit more of an investment in. Mm-hmm. A pair of shoes. I think I've seen a few sneakers. Don't you have a pair of like Golden Goose? Those are actually dupes. And um,
1: I got them sent stop from a company. Yeah. And they're still for sale on their website website I th- I link them uh, occasionally they're really good dupes like <sighs> incredible dupes they have the logo on them and everything i know i know i'm like talking about fakes but you don't have to share your secrets if you don't want to totally not a secret they're from goodnight macaroon i am not kidding when i tell you i wear them all the time and i've walked miles in them if we're walking a long day i'll wear them they're not uncomfortable they haven't ripped they haven't torn they haven't broken in any area they've been the greatest I think on their website they have um sales all the time so they're probably going to run you about 50 bucks Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got them for free. So even better.
0: (laughs) Wow. I would have
1: paid my own money for them. That's how
0: good they are. So
1: I recommend those.
0: Another style that I love that you do, I've screenshot it. It's on my camera roll (laughs) where you have the black shirt. I know that style. Like I feel like I could find that puff sleeve and you wear it with just like these light wash jeans. I think you had on a pair of heels one.
1: Yes, I know what you're talking about because I
0: wore it to church and I wore those pink shoes. I love that look. Oh, thanks. That's a little bit more of like a dressy shirt, but then you have like these light wash. Casual. They were ripped.
1: Yeah, they're ripped jeans.
0: Yeah, I have trouble doing that, like partnering those things together. And so I love when my friends will share ideas like that, that I can think to take something that would be on the higher end and mix it with something casual. Honestly, I'm just
1: out here stealing everyone's style as well. I'll, you know, I'll take a little from here, a little from there, you know, oh, I like those shoes and or, or I like that belt. And then I'll kind of make it my own and like put my own twist on it it's definitely not bad to take inspiration from people because i feel like that's
0: really what fashion is anyway we're all getting the inspiration from somewhere you've mentioned that you wish you would have jumped in a lot sooner where did you grow to love working in fashion being creative where did that start in your life oh my gosh i
1: was always into fashion i know i definitely get it from my mom i know my mom when you know was always into fashion and makeup as well and i got got that love for it from her and also my mom is extremely creative yeah so i know i got that from her as well we just it just manifests in different ways like my mom is really great with crafts and painting and art, and I can't do any of that. My art manifests in like home decor and fashion. And so our creativity comes out in different ways. But I would definitely say that I was born with this love. It's like I love fashion, but I don't love it enough to go to college for fashion and move to New York and work for a big company like that was never my desire. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think you're amazing if you do that. I love New York, but I never had a desire to live there. I guess I never really had a desire to pursue fashion in a like a professional setting like that but I've always loved it so I think that's why this has been a really good fit for me as well because I get to do it but in my town in my home and on my own time kind of thing
0: and I think that's another thing of why I feel like I was drawn to I feel like it's relatable oh thanks I see like some of the styles that you will share and encouraging words you'll share and I think she lives in Florida like me and she also is dressing really well and feels like this is something that I could try to make my own. Because it's not that I want to be another person. It's like I just want to own it and what will enhance my natural beauty. Mm -hmm. Do you have a community of women or friends or even some of your followers who have shared things that they've learned or been encouraged by stuff that you've shared?
1: Well, I definitely get DMs that certain things encourage them or that they love certain out fits. I do get that through DMs and then also through my family and friends. Yeah. More so I think the people in my real life. It's good to know that I'm encouraging people. Cause you know sometimes you put things out there and you're like, is anybody listening? Does anybody care? Yeah. Did this impact anybody? And not that everything you do and say has to be impactful. But I definitely have gotten good feedback. They were encouraged by something or took inspiration from something that I've posted or said. That's the same for my real life friends as well, but more so on the fashion front. Plus I like to let people borrow my clothes because I'm like, you know what, I... You mean really? Well, my friends, you know, I'm like, yeah, borrow it because I spend time and money on each item yeah. of clothing. It needs a good
0: life, you know? Here's another item that I want to steal. Do you, you have like a pale green blazer? It's like a mint blazer. Yeah, you've like paired it with a, just a casual... T-shirt and like again jeans, and that's the thing where my mind will have like almost like a jagged line where I'm like, how would those two mix? Oh my goodness, it looks amazing! Oh, that would be an item that I'd want to steal. Do you have sisters?
1: Well, I have a lot of sisters-in-law, but no um, sisters that I grew up with. Yeah, I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest. They are 23 and 25.
0: I have a younger brother, and I have to be honest, like when I hear some of my friends who have sisters, there is a more natural tendency for them to share things. And it's not that I wouldn't, I just don't even think about it. Like I would like, oh yeah, I forget that we can like share clothes if we need to or borrow
1: some things. My friends know also like, oh, I'm missing a black pair of boots. I don't have one. More than likely, Maylee's has like five pairs. So
0: that is so kind. I love that. Oh, thanks. One of the things that I feel like is so cool about you is that you're so open, like with your faith. How did you come to know the Lord? I know that you said you kind of grew up in ministry but I think we all know that there is a time in our life like when we truly own our faith and you know God starts to grow us in our own right. story. And so if you'd like to I would love to hear a little bit of what led you to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I probably don't share my testimony often enough, so I apologize if it's like choppy or...
0: (laughs) The real is the best, so you're good. As
1: I stated before, my parents were always in college ministry for like as long as I can remember. But like you said, at some point I needed to make my faith my own. And I would say that really came for me when I graduated high school, like right after that, right when I started at TCC, which is a community college here in Tallahassee. I was 18, I believe. There was nothing wrong in my life. I had moved out, but not as an active rebellion. And my parents had moved me out. I just wanted to live a little bit more independently. You know, I had a job. I was in school part-time, working part-time, but I started to feel like unsettled, I guess you could say, like discontent would be another word for it. Kind of like with my friends, and they did nothing wrong. I just, it was just like unsettled in my life at the time. And I had a boyfriend at the time that definitely was not mm-hmm. the right relationship. So I just started to feel kind of like uncomfortable with where I was at. And I remember distinctly like praying, Lord, please bring conviction back to my life.
0: Wow, yeah. You
1: don't need to change if you're not convicted by anything or you don't feel uncomfortable or if everything's going fine, you know. So I knew that that would be the uncomfortable push that I needed to change if I started feeling uncomfortable in my relationships. Uncomfortable, you know, with just the way I was living. The Lord did provide, I would say, that conviction. So I started to attend my dad's college ministry at the time because before that I wasn't attending. I could have always attended even though Mm -hmm. I was in high school, but I just didn't. I was like, no, that's not for me. So yeah. I started to attend and I felt a little like out of place. It could have just been my own insecurities more than likely. That's what it was. <laughs> but, you know, I felt like I don't, I don't really have anything in common with these people. I felt like uncomfortable. I met a girl right off the bat. I'm speaking for her, but I believe she was kind of in a similar state. She had quit her sorority the year before. She felt that it wasn't the right life for her. Decided to join this college ministry and her and I had a lot in common. She was a fashion major you know, so immediately I was like, "Mm, friends, she became my instant best friend. I feel that that was absolutely the Lord being like, you took the leap. Yeah. You know, she became my circle. And I felt that it was the Lord just being like, look, you took this leap of faith. And here I gave you her.
0: I love that. (laughs) So
1: we were like instant friends. We took each other's hands because I feel like I was there for her as well. And I made friends within that college ministry. And that's how I met my husband, rededicated my life to the Lord. I'm sure I gave my life to, the Lord when I was like younger, but really made my faith my own then. Yeah. Broke up with my boyfriend, really dove into the ministry and you know, the rest is history.
0: It truly is like the community of Christ that like you just got around people who had the light, were light carriers and let them like love you and pulled you in. Yes, absolutely. Hey guys, I hope you are loving this conversation with Maylise. If you are, you might want to check out a few other episodes on Still With You. I'm thinking you might love episode 39 with my friend Sarah Stark, who worked as a fashion merchant for Neiman Marcus. You might love episode 51 with my friends from Chow Boutique, or even a recent release, episode 67 with Lotteroo founder Lee anne Aranador. All of my friends who mix faith and fashion, and you guys know that's important to me. or at least I try to be fashionable I wanted to pass these on because these friends have not only changed my wardrobe but also encouraged me in my walk with Jesus all of these episodes will be linked in the show notes but I wanted to drop them here so you can add as many extra splashes of encouragement as you need as always thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of my conversation with Maylease you've definitely made an adjustment. That's a very brave thing to do. And I know that I have a lot of young adults, especially like young women who listen Mm -hmm. to the podcast. If you have any advice for them in that season, that is a very real thing. And it's something that we overlook. Even as adults, I think we have to make adjustments sometimes and it's just really hard.
1: It's definitely painful, but it's like, you know, in your gut that this is not right. And the Lord has put that in your gut. Like, hey, this relationship, uh, whether it's a friend, or like a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, whoever that is not right. It is scary to break up or get out of that situation. So I would just say to really take that leap of faith because I promise the Lord will not leave me hanging. He has something better in store, and I know that that sounds like cliche, but like it is one hundred percent true. You know, I cannot imagine if I had clung to that relationship when the Lord's like, I have something so much better. For for you Mm -hmm. over here. If you just let go, you can grab onto what I have in store for you over here. Yeah. So it's just taking that leap of faith. That's not to say it's not going to hurt. That you're not going to go through any pain or a
0: period of sadness or whatever. Or even just awkwardness because I feel like it's awkward sometimes when you ghost a friend, but you need to.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cancel plans. I've got to wash my hair. I got to stay home. Yes. (laughs) I have a group of college students and I tell them all the time, I'm like, you are adults. You do not have to even give an excuse of why you're not going to attend that party. Right. And you just say, I'm, I'm going to stay home tonight. And that is absolutely okay.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that plays into personality as well. Like that must be really hard for someone who's like a people pleaser. Yeah. I'm not really one of those peoples. Bravo. That's awesome. Are you into or familiar with the Enneagram at
0: all? My least that is my love language. Yeah. Okay, me too. What do you identify as? I'm definitely an eight. Okay, I have so many thoughts to share with you, but go ahead. I love following
1: Instagram accounts that make like little graphics for each number. Yeah. Almost on every single eight illustration or whatever is the word no, like they do not have a problem saying no or putting up boundaries. They're definitely not people pleasers. That was my side tangent. Like I've never had an issue just being like, no,
0: no thanks. Thanks, not for me, you know. <laughs> What number are you? I identify as a seven. Oh, okay. I have a big wing for my six, but I feel like I have a baby, like imagine like a little duckling, like with a little baby wing. I have a little baby eight wing. Yeah, a baby eight wing. Yeah, that I like <laughs> lean on every once in a while where I like really will you see black and white and very like stand up for myself, you know, justice driven. Yeah. But I have a real big old six wings. I kind of live my life where I'm either like full foot on the gas and then like, whoa, slam on the brake. My husband is an eight. Oh, really? If I could be any number, and I have said this many, many times, I would want to be an eight because I've seen the work that you all do. You get things done. And I will say this kindly, but I will just say because I've my husband is an eight. Like sometimes you all can like <laughs> will bulldoze just a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> but the thing about it is like you get it done. And that is like what I love to see happen. Like I can count on them. Yeah. I think because I'm a seven, I operate so much in my mind so I can swim in my own thoughts. I seriously drown in my own thoughts. I really Mm. do admire the mind of an eight. See, I'm glad you brought that up. I would say like
1: I have a simpler mind, (laughs) not to say I'm like not a complicated person because I definitely think that I am, but I have friends like that too and I thought that everybody was like me and they thought everybody was like them. I have several friends who you know just like constant dialogue in their head. It's shocking that I just don't have that. I have the ability to just kind of shut my mind off and not have that constant dialogue or thoughts constantly running through my mind. My sister-in-law, this is just like an example she took her son to like a karate party, birthday party or something like that you know she was talking to me about how watching the birthday party and they were teaching the boys stuff like karate moves and whatever she was saying wow you know that's such a great relationship between you know a male figure and a young male figure like what a great male um, relationship there and like she was going on about how great it was and I was like if I was Mm -hmm. there I would have just been thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. Or My mind would not have dissected all of that. I and mean, that's just, yeah. you know, she's a three. She has a lot going on constantly. I'm like, eh, I just don't. My mind doesn't
0: work that way. <laughs> it's just simpler. The other thing that I truly admire about people such as yourself, I do not think that there are ulterior motives. Like what you see is what you get. Do you find that to be true?
1: Yeah, I would say definitely
0: true. If I have something
1: to say, I will say it. You know, I try to obviously be wise you know, because um, with an you can always, they give like an unhealthy and a healthy example yeah. of each number. You have to obviously be wise with it. But I definitely agree that For the most part, what you see is what you get. I don't know if this is an eight thing too, but I'm also quick to get frustrated. I wouldn't say like always I'm quick to get mad, but I'm always quick to get frustrated. But I'm also pretty quick to brush it off. You know, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. We'll just move on. And then if I feel that it needs to be discussed, whatever issue, I don't love confrontation, but I'm also not going to shy away from it.
0: Right. And that feels very true to my other friends who identify as eight.
1: Yeah. Like I don't go around looking for confrontation, but also... I'm not going to stay quiet and like shove it down.
0: Right. Whereas I feel like my motive would be, I think I would put off confrontation just because it would remind me of like how painful that will be. Yeah, And then this is just what's true in my life. I think I would try to, to like find the silver lining in it. I know in some situations there's just not one and that's me like trying to cope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's the seven in you, right? Yes. It's 100%. Yeah. I'm so grateful that you brought that up. I love talking about the Enneagram. It's one of my favorite things. What about your husband? Yes, he
1: studied it. He is so hard to peg. I like to pride myself on knowing a lot about, you know, a decent amount about each number. And I truly cannot peg him.
0: Has he studied it himself though?
1: He has taken a test and I forget which number he came up with. I need to get on about that. And to be honest, I'm really trying to put him in a category and I truly just do not know which one. He's a unicorn. I don't know. And it's the same for love languages. I would say like a top two, but for the most part, the rest are all equal. You know, he doesn't really fit one category.
0: This may be a little bit too personal. When my husband and I took our love languages test at the beginning of the year, we'd never done it before. We've been married for four years. And I don't know why we took so long to do it. But anyway, we did. (laughs) I always had thought my love language was words of affirmation. I just always kind of thought that because I'm like, oh, words make me feel good. But I scored highest in acts of service. And it made complete sense Mm. because my heart would bubble up when Chris would just like unload the dishwasher or like change the oil in my car. Like I would just feel so loved, Mm -hmm. so radically loved. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense of why I just am so thrilled and feel the most love when someone will do an act of service for me. And then Chris's top love language is quality time. And so I am like, kind of a go, 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 like love to work and get things done, hence like acts of service. (laughs) And I really had to take a pivot. We've talked about that. It was a real growing moment. When we're spending time, we need to be present and in the moment. It's
1: definitely a realization that you need to have. Just because something is your love language doesn't mean that that represents itself as necessarily love to somebody else. And one of my husband's love languages is definitely like physical touch. That would probably be the lowest on my (laughs) list. The lowest on my list. Like I'm not a hugger. I don't fully understand people who are huggers. I mean, I get it, but I'm like, I could be fine. Like I had a friend and she's like, I'm not doing well during, you know, COVID and stuff because I can't hug anyone. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would be fine if I never hugged anybody again. Oh, so so, except for my kids, you know, but in my yeah. husband,
0: outside of that, I'm like, I'm just not a hugger. Everyone's so uniquely different. Being an Enneagram A, being a blogger, all the things like how has that changed with how you parent or how? It. my daughter especially my oldest one she's gonna be six they are so cute by the way oh
1: thanks yeah they, <laughs> i think my oldest daughter kind of understands the most and she i think likes it because i can already see her being exactly like me which is also <laughs> adorable and frightening at the same time but she you know she loves it in the sense that she'll love when i get new stuff she's like oh shoes and and i'll give her like jewelry i'm getting rid of and she loves it. She has like a whole jewelry box full of my old earrings. I think she's enamored by clothes and jewelry and shoes exactly like I was. I don't know if it's affected like how I parent but I definitely have been proud to show my kids that like, hey, mommy's gonna go do this, you know, be like mommy's shooting pictures for her blog or or whatever and so that I I want Mm -hmm. them to see that I'm also doing my own thing. I also have my own business and you know, I have an identity. In addition to being a mom, Pursuing my business,
0: I think that's so important. I love that. That means you're setting in a good example of like what hard work is like, and also giving them permission to dream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now it's definitely hard to manage time because it's not something that I necessarily leave and go to an office for, and then come back and return home, and then my mind is at home. I feel like it's still a balancing act for me to where I'm like, okay, I need to stop with emails now, or I need to stop engaging on social media mm-hmm. because I've been on for like a long time. You don't realize how kind of easily that racks up in this kind of line of work. So, you know, that is something that I'm still figuring out, putting boundaries on when I'm on my phone, when I'm working, because everything takes so much time. It really does. Just posting on Instagram just is not as simple as it seems. And, you know, shooting videos and all all that stuff just takes up so much time. So I, I am still trying to, I think, figure out and it's always a balancing act of when I get home from my part time job, you know, how long do I
0: devote to this because I don't want it to be all day. I'm not a parent. That would be so difficult for me finding the balance. Yeah. There is someone who is considering jumping into this. That's in the similar lane like do you have any advice for them or do you also like and you can be real do you ever think that the way things are changing with social media do you see it going in a different direction
1: i would definitely say go for it if you are determined enough i definitely think that you can be a success now you know success is relative but i definitely think that you can't half-heartedly do this. Now, there are obviously seasons where you're like really just cranking out work and then maybe where you're taking a break and that's normal. But I I definitely think if you're going to jump into it, you need to understand that it's business and dedicate time and energy and money to it as such. But I definitely think that you should just go for it. I think that there's room in this community for everybody just to be you. As far as social media platforms go, I would not put all your eggs in Instagram basket. Instagram, it's a really tough market to break into right now. And to be honest, it's tough for those who are already like in it and have invested years into it. It's just tough out there for everybody. I don't really love it as a platform. It's definitely more disheartening than mm-hmm. fun, I would say. But that doesn't mean that you can't still try to have this as your career because you can invest in other things. I know people utilizing Pinterest and getting a million wow. views a month. That's important if a million people are seeing your pins monthly, that's definitely something that you could get deals with. I would jump on the TikTok train so fast right now. I (laughs) recently started my TikTok account. It is something that takes a lot of time because even though these are like 10 second videos, there's a lot of energy and time and effort that go into it. But again, if you want to invest in it as a business, I think that that is skyrocketing right now. And I think that people have the misconception that TikTok is just for teenagers who want to dance and stuff like that. And it is. But there is a whole fashion side to TikTok that I'm absolutely obsessed with right now. If you look at my saved TikTok videos, 99% of them are just fashion videos. Oh, yeah. I've seen people like making coffee on there. Right. And then you can totally um, customize it to like what you want to watch. Not a lot of dancing videos pop up on my feed because it's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in restaurants recipes, fashion, travel, all that sort of things. If you're trying to grow and create a business out of it, I would definitely invest in that and start working on growing that because TikTok reminds me of what Instagram was about 10 years ago, where it was fun, it was easy to grow, you built a great community, everyone was excited about everyone's content. It's new. And so I would get on that. That's what I would do.
0: Thank you. Cause I know that there's some friends of ours who are love being creative and are going to want to hear that. What are some of the pitfalls and warnings? You know, I'm thinking again more of my young female friends who are looking up to you and other people that they admire. Do you have any warnings for them? Okay, so I've gotten a
1: couple like uh emails that look suspicious. I wouldn't if if an email looks suspicious to you, I would never click any links. Don't ever right. click any links. Also, spam emails will often have poor grammar. More often than not, if you think it's suspicious, I just delete it. And if the company okay. is legit, then they might try reaching out to you again. Mm-hmm. I would just delete it, even if it looks a little bit suspicious because more than likely it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm also a part of reward style bloggers Facebook page and they have been a huge help. Okay. You know, like let's say I get a suspicious email. I could take a screenshot. I post it in the group. I'm like, did anybody else get this email? And then oftentimes you'll get a response. It looks fishy or I've seen people say, oh no, I've worked with them. They're legit. So always run it by a
0: friend. I would. Interesting. Okay. I didn't even realize that that was a hack for our friends. There's like communities for that.
1: There's a lot. Lots of Facebook groups because you know, I work with Reward Style, which is like to know it, and they have Facebook groups for bloggers that are affiliated with Like to Know It. So they've been a huge resource for me. I really appreciate that group.
0: And I love Like to Know It. has been like the <laughs> most helpful thing. Right, too. I love that you can save all your
1: favorite looks on there and then you can just go back to it like a little scrapbook <laughs> full of your saved
0: outfits. For someone who wants to make a move outside of their closet comfort zone, like, you know, <laughs> what they're usually used to wearing, what do you think that they should do? What would be something that is worth trying? If I had to pin it down to like
1: one thing. I've been really into mom jeans for sure. I, all my jeans now are like high waist mom jeans. To me, they're just so much more flattering. So a really good fitting pair of mom jeans. And I've been really into cropped leather jackets even though it's so dang hot. I just think they look so cool. Again, TikTok has been influencing me. I've been seeing them like all over TikTok. You know, you pair it with the cropped leather jacket with an oversized graphic tee and bike shorts, and it just makes everything look cool. Or even jeans a white t shirt, the lead the crop leather jacket. I just feel like it's really versatile. It could yeah. be year round. I mean, you could wear a jacket if you were going well, not everyone's not going out now, but in a normal world we would be going out, you know, movies or dinner. I've been really into also basics. I would say, I know this isn't really like stepping out of your comfort zone, but the basics, like I've been into basic tank tops mm-hmm. paired with mom jeans. And I just think that in gold jewelry. And I feel like that looks chic tucked in. You tuck in the tank with the mom jeans, pair with gold jewelry, gold necklace. I, um, I love that. Yeah. I feel like oversized blazers can make any outfit amazing. So you're just wearing a basic t-shirt, basic jeans, and you throw on an oversized blazer and, and scrunch the sleeves up, you know, push the sleeves up and sneakers or even heels if you want to be really fancy and I feel like it's a very put together effortless really
0: cool outfit. Talking about the jackets and the blazers, do you have a go-to color when you think of our ideal girl all the blazers that you can get your hands on? I love I love
1: blazers. You know now I'm like what kind of TikTok videos can I make? So I'm like maybe I'll do a blazer edition where I like show all my blazers. I have a ton and I just picked them up here and there and you can thrift blazers. They are a plenty at thrift stores. And I've even, I've gotten a few where I've even like ripped the shoulder pads out. You just have to modify them a little bit. If you had to pick one color, it's not, you know, outgoing, but I definitely think a tan blazer is a must.
0: Like a khaki color or a tan?
1: Yeah, like a khaki color or even a brown. I have like a a light brown one that I have. I feel like that's definitely the most versatile.
0: Wear that with a white or black shirt underneath. Yeah, it will go with anything. That's true. Because normally when I think of a blazer, like I'd think, okay, classic black or navy. But now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh no, that wouldn't always work because I do wear a lot of black shirts. Like that is, well, I yeah, usually have a lot of black tees going on.
1: And the light brown or the tan or whatever you want to call it, that goes with black perfectly. And then like if you were to wear a black t-shirt, throw on a tan blazer and gold jewelry. I feel like that's a very chic look. Now I will say about the blazer, blazers, it definitely matters how big it is. I would say you want your blazer to either come halfway down your bottom or completely cover your bottom. Okay. I just think that's the most flattering look. It's the most in style look right now. If you really want to get fashion forward, a cropped blazer. I've seen those a lot too. So you either want it cropped, so really short, or you want it oversized covering your butt, but really not so much in between. I mean, it's still flattering.
0: Yeah. Nothing that falls at the waistline. Right. Exactly. See, this is like exactly the information I need because I was just in Old Navy the other day. I picked up a blazer and I couldn't figure out if it was a man's or a woman's. And so I got really scared and I put it back (laughs)
1: That's probably the best kind. The men's blazer is probably the best kind.
0: (laughs) because it's so long?
1: Yeah, it's long, and the shoulders are going to be a little bit bigger. I mean, obviously, you don't want anything to completely—you don't want to drown in the blazer. You don't want the blazer to wear you. Yeah. I definitely like a looser, a little more oversized um, blazer that you have to, like, scrunch the sleeves up, or even if it's really big, I've belted it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always cinch it in that way. I love blazers. They're timeless and you can wear them a million different ways.
0: Please keep me posted on any kind of fashion thing that you feel like. Well, honestly, what am I saying? I'm going to be following you, but man, (laughs) seriously, friend to friend, like if there's anything that you see, think that would look good, pass it on. Because again, I cannot tell you enough how much I love to find things that other people are wearing and I just it is so much fun to me and I I put this in my notes I was like remind me to talk about the white sneaker story and oh my goodness so I went on this crusade where I was just trying to find a pair of white sneakers and I reached out to so many friends like looking at Air Force Ones, Adidas like I even like mm-hmm. messaged like Lauren Scruggs Kennedy like what is your favorite white sneaker and <laughs> I, I really wish I would have like known you by then because I would have like had you help me but I find settled on a pair. But I'm telling you, like, I love having a friend that knows the fashion. And um, just it's so I just am grateful for that.
1: Yeah, it's a good resource. What sneakers did you end up going
0: with? Vegas. Oh, yeah. And I had another friend who, she used to live in Dallas and worked for Neiman Marcus. And so she was like, hey, this is what you need. And so I was like, okay, like, all right. So again, like I had a friend who was very fashion forward, like you, who helped me. And I cannot tell you, like, I'm so thankful to be in this interview and like this conversation, but I cannot wait to get on, like, look for a tan blazer (laughs) now. And that's just how I roll Yes. Because the podcast is called Still With You, I would love to know, mayleese and you can answer this question however you find fitting. Where is God still with
1: you? When I was younger and more immature in my faith, it was kind of easy to see God only in the, the good times, in the easy seasons of my life. And I mean that like the high points of my life. But as I focus more on my relationship with Christ and have been more purposeful about maturing in my faith, I see now that God is still, with me not only in those high moments but also in those moments that I would might consider like a low point you know yeah we can see God's mercies even in closed doors and that we can feel God's presence in moments where things look bleak we can see God's love in in simple things like my kids you know swimming outside right now oh yeah that's how we take that question
0: I love that you said even closed doors like that
1: is so true Yeah, it's not always fun, but, you know, usually it's because something
0: better is in
1: store for you. But yeah, it's definitely not fun for doors to close in your face.
0: It's it's a weird sweetness, though, of like how dependent you become when you have to face that. But yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, that's a great answer. And man, I just want to say you are doing an amazing job at being a wife, mom in your career, an amazing friend. And thank you so much for making time for this. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's out of my comfort zone, but this has been great. <laughs> you do great at this. Like doing this more often. I hope that you're doing like speaking on the side in your own community or. Oh my gosh, no, I'm not. You might not believe me, but
1: I absolutely have a fear and it's not even a fear it is a phobia of public speaking and I don't know how or why it developed but it pierces me to my core to think about having to public speak and I wish it wasn't like that I really do so occasionally I'll push myself to do stuff like this or at the beginning when I launched my blog and stuff and I only had a couple of thousand followers I was invited to speak at this it was like a little convention it was probably like 40 people there and we there was to to be like a panel of bloggers and influencers, all ranging from like new to, you know, seasoned and with a range of followers. And like, they were we were all just at different walks of, of this business and stuff. And oh my gosh, I thought I was going to barf being on that panel. I was so stressed for days, but it ended up being really good. And then after I do it, I'm always like, I'm so glad I pushed myself to do that. Yes, but yeah. that was a huge leap out of my comfort zone.
0: But well, hey, you should just get back out there because you're a very clear communicator and oh, thank you talking about your testimony i mean it was so inspiring to me and like honestly i think that it's very much like a needed conversation and truly really speaks to like the heart of the father where a community can change everything you get around the same people who like love the lord and by default like they will help you grow yeah. in your faith and so i'm really proud of you and i'm really i think oh, that's thanks. awesome that you're making brave decisions definitely always have a place here i'll just say that
1: Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. This is a lot of fun.
0: I want to point out Maylise's voice. She has a podcaster's voice. Does she not? It's so clear and natural communicator. Fun to listen to. I could listen to it all day long. I absolutely loved hearing from her and hope you guys enjoyed every single moment. She's a friend who we're definitely going to have to have back on. And if you would love to connect with her yourself, you can visit her website, MayliseJoy.com or you can find her on socials. Her handle is MayliseJoyBlog. She does Bring so much joy. Also, released on her website, she just posted a Nordstrom sale capsule wardrobe. So for all of you ladies who have been going mad about the Nordstrom sale, there are some fun finds for you to check out and get creative as you step into fashion. The more I'm walking with Jesus, the more I'm learning. I think he loves when we have fun in feeling beautiful. Not to go on a self-centered tangent, but also to know that it's okay that when we wear something that makes us feel good to know that our beauty comes from him and that he wants us to feel confident and you can get creative and have fun through art, through fashion, through colors, through textures. He designed all of it. All glory to him and I'm so grateful for friends like Maylise who are pairing the gospel with a pair of gorgeous shoes or a blazer. I am still bound to find my blazer. It is on my list for fall fashion. So if you have any suggestions, send them my way. My handle for social media is Kohli Browning, K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. You can also go to my website, KohliBrowning.com. There are so many other resources there that are in place for you guys. I love that Still With You as a community. I think it is so fun that there's so many diverse voices, friends. God just continues to introduce people in my life that are changing me from the inside out. Next week on the show, you're going to be hearing from one of my favorite friends, Jonathan Page. He is bringing his testimony. You guys are so awesome. And I just want to say thank you again for hanging out with Maylise and I. Be bold, be brave, be you. And remember that he is still with you.